0: Well, welcome to the Wellspring podcast today. And today we have Grace Funderburg, who was my intern for a couple of years here in the music department. I'm Phil Marins, the music uh, worship guy here at uh, Wellspring. And we wanted to do an interview, kind of catch you up with what's going on in Grace's life because of some exciting things. Uh, Since she left here, she started, uh, she joined uh, ministry, and we're going to talk about that ministry and uh, how we can kind of help her in this. Uh, so, Grace, why don't you catch us up uh, with uh, how you got connected with uh, what is this ministry you're a part of in Clarkston, Georgia? What's What's Clarkston yeah. like? What happens in Clarkston?
1: Well, so the ministry that I'm a part of is called Proskeneo Ministries, which um, it's kind of an unusual name, but Proskeneo is the Greek word in the New Testament. For worship. It literally means to bow down or to kiss toward. Um, and so I found them just a couple years ago and ended up having dialogue with them and such and um, went down there for an internship over the summer and then um, continued to lead worship with them and stay connected until eventually um, committed to being on staff with them. So um, Clarkston in itself is very different. In fact, um,
0: different than web city,
1: very much. So (laughs) in fact, when I came here, um, for break, when I came to the Joplin area for break, uh, I just, I walked into Walmart and I actually started like shaking a little bit and like my heart started beating and I realized it wasn't because of all of the people. It was simply because everyone was white. Uh-huh. And I was just in shock um, because Clarkson is so, so different. It's, um, it's very small. It's just a little suburb outside of Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a 1.5 square mile radius. So um, it's small, it's condensed. But in that, there's over 60 different languages that are spoken. Wow. And the elementary school is actually even more impressive because the main elementary school that's there, they have over a hundred languages and dialects that are represented within that elementary school. So it's just crazy diverse. There's literally nations upon nations in this square mile radius. Um, And so going into it at first for the internship, I, I was in culture shock because it's not like you're just entering one country it's not like you're just going to Thailand. It's not like you're just going to South Africa. You're literally stepping into what feels like the world. Yeah. Um
0: so it's a it's a very diverse culture there, the city. And uh so what was it that draw your that drew your heart there um in ministry to to do what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Uh I had I had no idea that I was going to be doing any of this. Yeah. I remember
0: you talking about being interested in intercultural ministries yes. when you were here and, and ethnomusicology and things like yes. that. But it sort of came out of that vein. It
1: sort of came out of that vein. And that, that uh, vision and passion actually started when I was in college here um, at Ozark. And actually a class that I had one of the professors asked us as an assignment to go into Joplin, into the surrounding area and find different denominations and find um, different cultures and go to their services on Sunday and just observe and learn things. Uh, And that kind of started the ball rolling just a little bit. And so I picked up on a lot of different ways that people worship God and also different parts of God's glory in the nations. So I would go to a Southern gospel church and I would learn things about God that I would never know if I didn't meet people who were different than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'd go to another denomination or another place. And that just even magnified when I went to Clarkston as well, um, Mm -hmm. kind of connecting that.
0: It's kind of like a a mission trip all in one. On steroids. On steroids to (laughs) everywhere in the world. Uh, in one place. So that's really cool. I've been a part of different worship experiences like that, not only in the mission field, but here in the States where you're just, it's like each uh, group has its own culture that they, um, and and their own, oftentimes their own perspective on scripture, just because of their cultural background and things. Yeah. Things that really resonate with their heart that, and how do you find a commonness in all of this uh, uh, when, isn't that what your ministry is kind of about? Um, what, yep. what What is the goal of your ministry?
1: Yeah, so the vision in itself is helping the body of Christ see the vision of multicultural, Jesus-centered worshiping communities. So basically bringing people together as one, but actually making that possible, not just in a gathering where people sing songs in multiple languages or mm-hmm. Eat different kinds of food together, or but it's actually living. I know, (laughs) I know, (laughs) but it's actually living together in community, day to day life, learning from each other, contributing what you have to give, and knowing God deeper through that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, uh, can you share maybe some experiences that you've had? I know you travel some to do this ministry and, and some mm-hmm. of it's there. What, what all does this experience entail? I know you, you do some things that are kind of in the music area, but you travel and do different things. So maybe if you have some experience to share with us.
1: <laughs> yeah, where to start? Um, one of the things that I actually did these past six months was uh, I and another staff member went to some local apartment complexes where another ministry was located and they kind of asked us to come and teach some music and art classes for the kids that were in the apartment complex. And so we went uh, this past six months and every Tuesday we would teach music and art lessons for about three hours or so. And the kids that would come to this, um, so, so diverse, uh, (laughs) probably from about 10 or 12 different, countries, different nations, just flooding in and learning art and learning music. And a majority of those within this specific complex, probably about 75% were Muslim. And so there's there's also that tension within Clarkston. There's some mosques as well as uh, Hindu temples and such and a huge population. And so um, sharing Christ in that, but also making it inclusive so that kids can come and actually see the love of christ was a challenge in itself so making the lessons available but also in a way that the parents would trust what was going on so through those six months we kind of built relationships with the parents as well as the kids and it actually developed this relationship of trust to where now Some kids that weren't allowed to come before because they knew we were Christians now come because those relationships have been established and they're constantly learning new music, new art, and we have the opportunity to share Christ as well.
0: How many different languages have you sung in now?
1: Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) Probably about 15, maybe 20.
0: 15 to 20 different languages. Yeah. So what's the importance of... Singing in all those languages
1: oh man, so important <laughs> uh, when you when you walk into a room full of people from different countries and you sing a language that some people in the room like that's their heart language that's what they grew up with, they automatically connect in that moment, and it's it's translated to them that, hey, I see you, I, I care about you, and you have an important part in this kingdom, you have an important part in this body, and we as a body care, mm-hmm. and we value your language, we value your culture, we value where you come from, and we know it's an, impar- an important part of worshiping God in itself.
0: It's almost instantaneous, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is, like all that's communicated the second that you sing a chorus in someone's language. Yeah yeah
0: and it's it's a way of making a road into their heart yeah for relationship and for for the gospel i know you do that in other cultures too but people that are coming here that are, that maybe their own little group is the only place they hear the language they yeah. get kind of the feeling they're isolated and that's the, really the only people that understand that but when somebody takes the time to learn their language and to speak it to them even in, when you're going to another country you have a whole lot better inroads into people's lives when you learn their language. And yes.
1: Another, so. another cool thing that happens is we actually get together once those relationships have been established and we, we co-write songs together oh, cool. and uh, those songs actually end up being in multiple languages. So in one song you could have five different languages that are all interconnected with each other and working to praise the same God. Yeah. Um so that in itself is just a picture of Revelation seven, like right. the nations praising God. Every uh, tongue to yeah. nation. Yeah. 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 Literally seeing heaven happen on earth.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So uh any other stories you want to share that that just sort of stick out the top of your head when uh, top of your head
1: or uh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top of my head. Um yeah. <laughs> actually the probably the most recent story would be just last month. I went to a multicultural church that's located in Clarkston. And in that church, there's people from India, people from Africa, um, people from America, you know, there's probably about 10 different languages that are represented. And there's probably only 50 people in the church right now. So, uh, very diverse, and I was asked to come and lead worship on Sunday just to kind of give the people in the congregation time to to breathe, um, so they didn't you know right. have to lead worship or have right. to lead this, but just time for they them could just sit to and
0: soak themselves. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And so I came in and um, found out what languages were represented, got a list of songs together, probably in about six or seven different languages and most of them were represented there and one of the things that i enjoy doing is making medleys so to to bridge the gap especially in, in culture and with the us as well and so i did this one medley that was ten thousand reasons right a lot of people know that's a popular song yeah and then i paired it with a chorus which is popular in different countries around the world, but it basically says, God in heaven, there is no one worthy like you, but I sang it in Arabic, Juba, and Swahili, and there were a lot of Swahili speakers mm-hmm. represented there, and so I kind of merged those together, and when I did that, I remember looking out with everyone worshiping, and the moment that I went from bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. The moment I went from that into the the Arabic Juba and the Swahili chorus, I saw people's eyes and they just went, like, mm-hmm. what is happening? You know? Right. Um, because they themselves have have been worshiping together in multiple languages, but bridging those together, and seeing how that they can they can coexist together. People can worship together. It may right. sound crazy. Yeah. It may look crazy at times, but it works. And it's actually, you know, what was intended. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I saw their eyes just light up and they were like, what? And then all of a sudden they started yeah. getting animated in the way that they were expressing. And then afterwards when i sat down after the songs were done um an african man came up to me and he had tears in his eyes and he grabbed my hand and he he said bless you like bless you for what you've done here mm. you know like you've given us just hope. a few songs. yeah just yeah it was literally a chorus yeah a chorus A chorus that was bridged in with yeah. an english song and that communicates so much yeah you know yeah
0: very cool well, um, what are some ways that people, if they want to partner with your ministry and uh, your community, Proscuneo,
1: yeah. and, yeah.
0: Um, and how, how would they, what, what's the best way to help support you in your ministry?
1: So I'm actually starting a small campaign for this next year in 2019 to raise funds so that I can stay there and do this ministry. And I'm looking for 20 partners in 20 days. It's going to be a short, short campaign, but I'm just looking for people who will partner, meaning um, stay updated on things that are going on, um, pray, be a prayer warrior, but also give monthly toward this mission. And so um, just thinking about that, seeing if you would like to partner with that. And then uh, in February we'll start that com- campaign and you can jump on board and become one of those 20 partners.
0: Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, there will probably put a link in. Yes,
1: definitely. Uh, yeah.
0: In this podcast so that people will be able to get the contact information to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's been great to talk to you and get an update. Uh, okay. appreciate your ministry and I can tell it just, uh, fills you mm-hmm. and, uh, thank you all for joining us in this podcast and, uh, Check in again with us next time and uh, at Wellspring or come visit us. We would love to see you and connect with you, but uh, God bless you.